0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. I'm your host Ashwin, I'm joined by DJ. Uh, for those of us who are tuning in live on YouTube, thank you for joining. If you're in India, it's the middle of the night, we're a little later than normal, but we know we have people from all over, all over the world. DJ, how are you doing? It feels like after the World Cup, we had a little bit of a lull and then it suddenly bounced back into a crazy week of cricket where I was going through and we have a lot to talk about today.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of cricket. India played two ODIs. We've had some record-breaking performances. India have lost the series. Pakistan are teetering on the brink, I think. The Ball trumped Ball in the first test in, in Pindi. Uh, the Australians continue on their roller coaster against the West Indies, so it's been an action packed week as usual. When and, isn't it? and
0: the one you didn't mention was our women have just won at a phenomenal second T Twenty against Australia, who are just look like they're on, on a different playing field altogether. And yet, the five game series is tied at one all at the time of recording this. So we'll talk a little bit about that super over as well. Yeah. Uh, but Let's start with the men's game and what's been happening in the the three-match ODI series. So, obviously, Team India has come up on the losing side, right? We know India lost 2-1 in the ODI series, lost the first two, a nice little bonus consolation win in the third match with lots to talk about, which we will. DJ, I read a stat that said this is the first time in, gosh, I'm going to get it wrong, but I think 25-ish years that we've lost three bilateral series in a single calendar year, 1997 may have been the last time. So we joke on this podcast about while well, we haven't got an ICC trophy, we are the PTM kings, and and that maybe that's not that's not true anymore either. So before I get into the specifics of the second ODI, which was also fascinating in its own way, like I just what's the overall thought? Right, a, a three-match series against Bangladesh, you don't have you don't have to win all of them, but you would have expected to win. This one, right, and and falling short yet again. How? What's the overall assessment?
1: Yeah, disappointing, right? I mean, you you'd expect India to put up a little bit of a better show. They they are one of the ODI superpowers. I mean, like they were semifinalists in the twenty nineteen World Cup, which was uh, four years or three years ago now. Um, but Bangladesh are a force to be reckoned with at home. The last time we played them, Mustafizur, I think it was seven years ago, Mustafizur made his debut. It was when MS Dhoni crashed into him and elbowed him and got a a, a bit of a, a reprimand from the match referee and stuff. And we lost that series as well. So uh, just assuming that we're going to turn up in Bangladesh with a, I'd say, a 75% strength squad and expect to steamroll them, that. I think that was one of the. That was an optimistic uh, estimate by by Indian the Indian team and Indian fans. So disappointing. Uh, well played to Bangladesh. I mean, both the games they won. They came from behind. We'll talk about the second ODI. I mean, of course, the first one they put on a fifty-plus run partnership, and we termed it a shock. But maybe it wasn't so much of a shock when from sixty-nine for six, they yeah. then went on and won that game as yeah. well. Yeah. So
0: let's talk that. You, you sixty-nine for six, right, Siraj? Sundar and Chaher to an extent, bowled outstanding early on. Uh, and I guess, and Umran Malik also, by the way, came in, looked fiery, looked really good. So Bangladesh is teetering at 69 for six in the second ODI and a three ODI series. And you're thinking, okay, good, India will probably win this one. And then the third ODI becomes a decider. And this guy who stole the first ODI from us yet again showed up. And I'm talking about Mehdi Hassan Miraz, who made a Absolutely like blistering century. Man notched up a hundred. Full credit to his partner Mahmudullah who made seventy-seven. Got them to two seventy-one. Uh you know, we talk a lot about cricket being a momentum sport. And even though two seventy-one potentially is chaseable most days for Team India, the momentum after 69 for six. And I think there was sixty-nine for six in like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen over. So in like, you know, not even half the innings is up and you're ready to, to send them home and they make 271 and india obviously fell short kohli and kohli opened this time right because rohit uh, wasn't playing yeah kohli rohit and, hurt his thumb, and so he was off the field both those guys both shikhar and kohli failed shreyas i think is now the odi india's leading odi run scorer by almost a factor of 2x if i'm not mistaken uh, in 2022 just came but made an, made a 100-ball, 82, he was uh, at the end of it. Akshar Patel put up some fight. And then, let's talk about Rohit, who came in, right? And talk to me about that innings a little, right? Rohit obviously decided he wasn't going to bat or would like to not bat because of the injury. He came on injured. Chahar was also injured. And for quite a while, you had this Rohit-Sharma-Deepak-Chahar partnership where it looked like maybe they'll take us over the line. And then there's a little bit of the Indian fans and us who are like, yeah, but we don't deserve to win this one. Better if we don't. But there's also the, gosh, if Rohit can pull it out. And Sorry, so he ends up 51 of 28. Uh, just falls short, not able to to pull it off in that final over. But yeah, is that a hero's innings or is it is it too little, too late from Rohit right now?
1: I mean, pretty heroic, dude. You walk out with what is effectively a dislocated thumb with stitches. It, it, it is heroic. It was too little in the end. Well, we only fell five runs short and there was a point at which Siraj, I think, played the 48th over out as a maiden. It was
0: a full maiden and he was getting frustrated and he just couldn't. It was, <laughs> but it was unbelievable. Like, yeah, you've got Rohit. On the, other the Rohit
1: end. scored like 38 of the last two overs and we fell like five runs short. And we can, were I you, and joking like,
0: can I ask you the controversial yeah. question? If Rohit had the fitness, do you think at some point when Siraj swung and missed, he should have just run? Like, run for the ball.
1: And am I bringing fitness? As well at that point. But Kohli would have done it, right? Kohli would have made the run.
0: You'd think, right? Yeah. I
1: mean, Kohli would have probably gone into the Glenn Phillips, like, crouch, the sprinter's crouch and made it.
0: Something. Something. You would have just watched Siraj play. Different skills. Anyway. Sure. Keep going. No, but it was a brilliant
1: innings, right? It was a brave innings, and we have to give Rohit credit for that. I mean, you can't. He was an injured player. Batting with a, a broken thumb is not. We've seen the Graham's Graham Smith uh, bravery coming out of face like Mitchell Johnson to try and save a Test match for South Africa. It was brave, and Rohit is sitting, sat out of the third game, and he. I mean, we all say that they're not committed, or they're all in Mumbai Indians, blah blah whatever. But to come out with a with that kind of injury and play that kind of innings, it just underlines the special talent Rohit Sharma is, and we sometimes lose that. In the whole circus of Indian cricket, and I mean, he'd be disappointed not to make it across. He almost went one better than Kohli. We, we remember the Kohli twenty-eight of eight, but Rohit nearly pulled off even more. Like he he needed forty-four of two overs or something like that, and he almost he almost did it.
0: Yeah, it was and it was some he, stand. fell short,
1: and, and yeah. yeah, and he had no choice. He just swung and he hit it beautifully, man. It was it was lovely batting. Yeah, uh,
0: so, but so, there so,
1: was no choice left by that point.
0: Yeah, agreed. I mean, good swinging, but definitely like no, too little, too late. Wasn't able to do it. I think he walked in at what was it, two thirteen-ish for for two or seven for seven. I think he came in at. So just yeah, you are adding something.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say. Interestingly, Washi walked walked into bat at four there. Mm-hmm. So the in this little phase over here, you've, you've seen this little little phase over here. The guy who's been the highlight for me in this. Tiny little phase of cricket, which is a lot of people haven't watched because they're a bit fatigued, has been Washington Sundar. Both his bowling and his batting. His fielding not so much, because there was one point at which he didn't go for a catch, which could have ended the game. But his batting and bowling have been revelations. And it was nice to see India send that left-hander up at four to try and uh, give him some time in the middle.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you can take three for 37 and then bat at four, he didn't have a great innings that day. But I absolutely agree. I think that's Washi can be that guy who gives you options. We've talked about not having batsmen who can bowl. He's probably a bowler who can bat. But if he can bat in your top six, seven anywhere, gives you a lot of options. Because he can bowl four overs in a T20 and 10 in an ODI. So, yeah, I mean, a disappointing one. Of course, Mehdi Hassan Miraz also picked up two wickets, which we have to mention. So single-handedly sort of won the first two ODIs. And while it was disappointing, I think good to see some Rohit heroics. You know, a a lot of folks are frustrated, but I like that you said we also have to give credit where it's due. And then let's talk about the third ODI. So the series is done. Let me me ask you, it was interesting because we played nine. I think we played nine of the same guys and we only made two changes, both forced because of injury. Right, Rohit Sharma was left out obviously because of the injury we just talked, and Ishan Kishan came in, and then Deepak Chahar missed out <clears throat> because of a back injury, and Kuldeep Yadav came in for it. So we're getting some comments live for those of you on YouTube. Tropical Eskimos says, if we're experimenting for the ODI World Cup and losing bilaterals, then it's fine, but we're playing as though the World Cup's long a long way away, and we should at least win the bilaterals. So DJ, let me ask you. Obviously, it's not a, no suspense for Isha, Ishan Kishan coming in and and revolutionising. Uh, how we need to think about ODIs. But is this right? Were we not experimenting enough and we're still... Like, yeah, is it just bad think, thinking, thought process from the management?
1: Yeah, we spoke last week, right? We had the same talk for the last decade. <laughs> and what is the definition of madness? Is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But I mean, that said, right? Uh, we were talking last week also about how Shikhar Dhawan is under pressure. He's not had a great series. And with Ishan Kishan coming out and showing the I word intent, I mean that was intent, talent, content, all rolled into one. It was brilliant.
0: So, so let's talk about it.
1: <laughs> that was a bit of a
0: stretch. <laughs> you pushed your luck just a little bit. But so Dhawan and Kishan come out to bat, both lefties. Interestingly, I'm not sure they'll have the right. They'll they'll play together a lot, but. Probably fighting for that same spot. Davin gets out early, three off of eight. Guess which bowler got him out, Matthew Hassan Miraz. If you're waiting in suspense, he just had he just had that kind of a series. Um He just has
1: to show up. Take wickets, Just, it, score just to show up this
0: And then from fifteen to one in four overs, Team India had got to three hundred and five for two in thirty five point five overs. It was one of the most scintillating partnerships I, I, I have seen. Ishan Kishan and Virat Kohli. Ishan Kishan, to date, has, does not have an ODI century. He has an ODI double century, and that's it. Nothing between 100 and 199. He made two hundred.
1: The fastest ODI double century as well, breaking Chris Gale's record.
0: That's interesting. And he's the fourth Indian batsman? Rohit, so Savak, Sachin, Sachin, and then... Viru. Yeah. Rohit,
1: Rohit Viru, Roh, uh, Sachin, and, and, and Kishan.
0: Yeah, yeah. So fourth Indian batsman to make a 200. It's just, it's just unbelievable. There's so much to talk about. He was just hitting the ball so big. I mean, so a few things to ask uh, that we'll come back to. First, let's start with, is it just the, is it the approach, the attitude, the mindset that we need in limited overs cricket? Was it arguably too aggressive, too ball esque or whatever for 50 overs? Like, but you sit there watching this and think, oh, God, how why is this guy not a mainstay? But obviously he's, he's been given opportunities and come and gone. But, but how great was the knock? And what does it say about mentality and mindset?
1: So, so, it's a great knock, right? It's a great knock. It's 210, rather. It's massive. Uh, and but, it's played in, in a Interestingly, in a by the where, way,
0: outscoring the entire Bangladesh team, which is worth six. True, true. 182, right. it, but sorry, yeah. keep going.
1: Yeah. But it's played in a fashion where it's exciting, it's exhilarating, it's... And I'm going to... But when it comes, when it comes off, it's, it's spectacular. You're like, oh my God, this guy is amazing. Like, it's how is he not in the team in every game and all of this stuff. But when it doesn't come off, like there was a point where he could have been caught mm-hmm. and he escaped. And he, I think he was like 60 odd at that point. And when it doesn't come off, you're like, Oh, this guy's reckless. He's thrown it away. Why did he have to keep going? He hit three sixes in the over. Why did he have to go for the fourth one? So you can't have it both ways. That's trying to have your cake and eating it too, right? It, either you back a player, to the hills, you say the Samsons, the Kishan's, you just go for it. We don't care whether you get out. You can get us 200 in, in in a game. We don't mind if you get out for 30 because you're going for that next six. It's a kind of sky mindset, but sky is batting at another level, right? So it's also the punt mindset. When it comes, I was going to um, say, it we've, when it we've talked about this. We've friendly.
0: defended punt with that mindset a lot, saying, guys, you have to... This is the role he's being set into play. It will fail. And I think there's an interesting comment from in on YouTube where it says, imagine if we had seven batters with his intent, we'd likely make big scores. Now, look at England. Not everyone comes off. Not everyone comes off every game. One person usually does. There are games where they don't. England makes these stupidly low scores that look embarrassing too. Now, I'm not saying we have to follow their exact playbook. But Kishan showed up and, and showed that intent. And it was honestly just magnificent to see.
1: Yeah, and you're going to bat. You're playing the next World Cup in India. The pitches are going to be flat tracks. We're going to be bashing the ball. You need to get... India was the first team other than England to score over 400 in -hmm. the recent past. We need to have that mindset. We are playing catch-up. Make no mistake, we are well behind England right now. We are well behind other teams on the bowling front like South Africa, like Pakistan. We are not front-runners right now for this World Cup. And we've spoken about it. It doesn't look like a team that's going to win it. But this is the kind of mindset. The kind of you have to be prepared to fail, to try and succeed, and it's okay if you fail. It's okay if you fail trying to hit that 4th, six in an over. We should not be going after the players for that. What we should be going out after the players for is scoring 280, which people will chase in their sleep now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely right. Absolutely agreed. So lots to talk about. But the second thing in this innings, Virat Kohli. You talked last week, I think it was, about Dravid being as the coach being second fiddle. Most times he has made big knocks, he was still the second biggest. The player who are not used to being second fiddle is Virat, and so a number seventy two has come, which is very exciting. Second century number seventy two. B, he you know one hundred thirteen of ninety one, good knock, good playing support, playing the supporting role. And C, the visual that has gone viral is. At the moment Kishan's two hundred came up, before Kishan's was celebrating, Virat was celebrating. And you you can see when Virat celebrates it's pure joy. And so we've talked a lot about Raina, kinda of the team player, but is Kohli that ultimate team. And Rena well?
1: did the same thing yeah. when Kohli got a hundred against Pakistan in Adelaide. He you raised his dad to was his arms the arms yeah. It's it's like the passing of the baton, right? Like it's just that was that was pretty goosebumpy. But you say Kohli was playing second fiddle. He scored his hundred in the same number of balls as Kishan did.
0: Wow, that's a good stat. Yeah, yeah. Kishan then obviously went on the, to keep it going, right? So, yeah, I mean, phenomenal knock. Two hundred and ten from Kishan, one hundred and thirteen from Kohli. Last thing I'll ask you about this inning, when you are two three hundred and five in thirty five overs at the partnership ends, fifteen overs left, ninety balls. You still, you only get a hundred and four runs off the last uh, call it eighty five balls or so. That's not good enough either, right? You think about Shreyas failed, no. and I cut him a long, I cut him a lot of slack because he's been a phenomenal ODI player. Rahul failed again. Mm. Washi made some useful runs. Akshar tried it too, and then yeah, nothing else really. But how do you go from three hundred and five in thirty-five overs to four hundred nine? It's just it it is a collapse, right?
1: Yeah, it was a little bit of mm. a collapse. It was it wasn't the finishing kick. If you're three hundred and five for one in thirty-five overs, you should be getting more than four hundred and fifty. I mean, Ten runs and over from there is. Absolute minimum. How we ended up at scoring like less than I don't know. Uh, we, we scored it almost around a run of ball for the last fifteen overs. It was it was it wasn't good enough. Seven runs an over for the last fifteen overs is not good enough. But can I? I think we should take a moment to gloat here, Ashwin. I think the Kohli innings is not getting enough attention, and the reason is we spent months, literally months, talking about Kohli, his form. Is he too big a player? Does he need a break? What is wrong with him? Is it a technical problem? Is it a mental problem? Is he going to... And consistently, on this podcast, we said he is too good a player for this to last. He will be back. Just stay patient. Don't replace him with Deepak Huda or... I don't know. There were all sorts of suggestions that were going on. and It was just like you could see he was batting well. He was not batting badly. And... It's just great to see him enjoying his cricket again. He was not enjoying his cricket. I think that was the difference. And it's so great. And Often on this podcast, we made the mistake of just glossing over Kohli because... And I think we're going back into that.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's just what you expect from him now. You expect him to make centuries at yeah. will, and he's doing it again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's well said. That's really well said. Yeah. For for years before he fell out of form, we were
1: like, "Oh, Kohli he's going to bat at four in the test. He's going to probably score a couple of hundreds in the series. If he's batting three. He'll probably score a couple of hundred in the five match series. Yeah, whatever. Power for the course." Question, is he back on course to uh, equal or break Sachin Tandulkar's 100 international centuries record? 72 now? 100, 100,
0: man. I I sure hope so. I really, really do hope so, man. I think we got to... 28
1: to go is another, is another, what? He he needs to play another seven years and score 400 in those seven years?
0: I don't think he's... He'll be
1: 40. Sachin retired at 40.
0: No, he's... Thirty-four already. Mason, thirty-four just now. He's, okay, anyway. so he
1: scores five hundred a year. It's fine.
0: Yeah, five, so I, I don't. I, I think it's doable. I think he's going to pick back up and score more than five hundred. But anyway, this is first we were the Rishabh Pant show, now with the Virat Kohli show. We're just uh, fanboying, but really quick, DJ, anything to add on on bowling? One hundred eighty-two all out. I, how how are you feeling about Umran Malik, right? I didn't get to watch live as much. I've watched the highlights. Picked up another couple of wickets. Shardul picked up three, but some of them were uh, kind of tail-enders. Yeah, thoughts on Umran?
1: Yeah, exciting, right? Pace. But he didn't, didn't quite help when they were... Uh, it's a lack of experience. So, so he learned from that second ODI where they were 69 for 6. Uh, and Umran had taken a wicket by then and... He was looking good, but he couldn't quite deliver the, the knockout blow, right? And we let them off in those two games. Unfortunately, maybe yeah. it was an inexperienced bowling attack. Maybe there wasn't enough pace. You're bowling Shardul Thakur, which is like mid-130s. You're, you're bowling Deepak Chahar, which is mid-130s. Um, you had Kuldeep, who's a little bit quicker, 136, 137. But Umran brings that differentiation. It, it, it is uncomfortable playing 145, 150, right? It's... It, it, it's just that split second of time that you have more the more he plays the more he will get better I mean honestly like Australia had enough good bowlers before Brett Lee came in but they recognized what pace brings and I think under I mean under Kohli he would have certainly played a lot more because Kohli loved this kind of stuff just intimidating batters with pure pace But, but we should we should make sure we back him we should make sure we back him T20, I don't know, but ODI, there's more to play with, almost. The T20 is such a short spell. So if you go for runs, then you know, it's it's difficult to recover. But uh, ODI is a longer game. And so you've got more. And Umran, you've seen that he goes for runs in his first over, but he comes back and takes two wickets in his second over. He's that kind of bowler. He just gets into a rhythm, he gets into a roll. And so I'd back him in ODIs for sure.
0: Yeah, well said. I mean, ultimately a phenomenal third ODI with the bat lots of lessons still to take from the mini collapse but yeah nice to see india get one on the board congratulations to team bangladesh and uh yeah frustrating kind of series lots of work ahead of us i think with odis lots of great comments coming in we're not able to to take them all but we're going to take a quick break here and we will come back and talk a little bit about the test series and the india australia women's series so don't go anywhere
1: Thanks for listening to India on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Nikesh Ruganian and at Swaris16. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation
0: on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way. Welcome back to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. If you're just joining us, we've just wrapped up the ODI series. I don't know why I say that. It's not like a news cable channel where people join us. They can just go back and listen to the beginning whenever they want, right? So, bye. It's
1: on record forever.
0: That's it. That's it. DJ, let's talk a little bit about the Test Match Series coming up. There are two tests coming. I'm a little more excited about this. The time zones are better. I'm going to be traveling back to to India, so I'll be able to watch most of them in, uh, in that time zone. So that'll be great. Let's talk about the squad as a whole and kind of what you're expecting from the test series so so let's start with the two new additions to the squad that have happened in the last 48 hours number one big friend of the show player we're big fans of and of course i'm talking about jadeva nutcutt i know you were very excited about it right probably one of the most successful domestic red ball bowlers in the last couple of years or last few years at least has obviously had his ups and downs with the ipl and his stints. Uh, playing for the country before. Are, are you just excited? Are you just chuffed for a great guy, great record, good to see him do well and get his opportunity?
1: Yeah, when was the last time we had a left-arm pacer yeah. I mean, he had not cut, and we won at Gabba, so maybe, maybe <laughs> it's time to bring back Jair. I mean, he's, he's worked so hard, right? He's been the top wicket-taker on, like, unforgiving domestic pitches. He plays for Saurashtra and, I, I mean, like, Jadeja scored 300 on that track, I think. So
0: yeah, no, it's... it's three right. yeah.
1: hundred. Like he scored three Triples. triple hundreds yeah. on that track. Yeah. And so all that pounding the pavement that he's done, he's just, he just captained them to the Vijay Hazare Trophy win, they, he's captained them to a Ranji Trophy win. It's just great to see like domestic, domestic performance being re- rewarded with a red ball call-up. And when he was on our show... He talked about his red ball aspiration. He said he was given a call up in 2010. He was new. He played a Test match in South Africa. Didn't have such a great time. He was what a 2021, 20, maybe an 18-year-old at that time. He was very very young when he made his Test debut. And so he's now, I think, going to if he does play, will break the record for the longest wait between Test matches. For now, who who, do, who was the longest wait between Test matches before this? Oh man! If, if Unnatur plays
0: for India or in general.
1: For for India. Uh, oh, it, no sorry I think it's for India I think it's for India I don't know in general there must be some like English or Australian players I'm, but for I, India it's a, I
0: have no idea you know the I, answer to this I don't have a good guess
1: think of a guy who made a debut very young and then came back when he was much older DK
0: no DK didn't, no, hasn't DK, it's not
1: DK but game. on the right track yeah, it is a wicketkeeper
0: it's not MS no oh, MS is
1: obviously not MS played <laughs> <because I was laughs> like
0: yeah who, who I have no idea Mongia, Parthiv. Parthiv. Oh man, that wasn't even Partil. in my consideration. So that's a good. That's a good trivia question. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good true.
1: It is. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it's great. But it's. I think I don't know whether he'll play or not. But it's nice to see. There are so many ways into this Indian cricket team now. Right, you can play the IPL, and you can make the Test team, you can play well in ODIs, you can make the Test team, you can play well in. I don't know. Uh, India A, or you can play well in under 19, and you can make the India team. It's nice to see the traditional method being given a lot of weightage here, which is hard yards in domestic cricket, wickets, performances, and there was a, I mean, he's 31, and he's got cricket left in him, clearly, and he's got the desire, and he's got the work, and it's great to see it.
0: Yeah, and congratulations that. to Jadav Anadkat, uh, very exciting to see. And then, DJ, let's Chad, uh, The other edition was Abhimanyu Ishwaran, so really interesting to see. Captain mm-hmm. of Bengal, Captain India A recently, and I read in a preview just more recently that apparently he has also played. Obviously, he plays in Bengal, but has played in the Dhaka Premier League, which is which was played in similar conditions, similar ground. So he's obviously more familiar with the with the conditions too. So I don't know. I don't know how likely it is that he'll get a game, but obviously good recognition for his. Um, for his, his domestic results as well. Let's talk a little bit about who you think will will actually get a game. So since we're talking about bowlers with Unadgat first, right? There are four quicks in the squad. Umesh, five. Umesh, Siraj, Sani, Shardul, and cut. And then Kuldeep and Ashwin and Akshar are the spinners. Who do you think gets a game from a bowler standpoint?
1: So it's Siraj, I think. Um, there's... It, how many how many quicks do you want to play?
0: I don't know. I haven't read enough about the pitches and stuff yet. I'm assuming. Let's assume three. Three, three quicks, quicks. Okay. And so then one spinner, do, at eight, and then Akshar at seven, probably.
1: Omesh, I'd play Omesh. Yeah. And I'd play Siraj. And for me, the third seamer would be Unatka. because it's just variety. It's 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 left arm, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the alternative obviously is you get you pick three three spinners and you get to play Akshar. Ashwin ankle Kuldeep and then you have just the two quicks. But well, uh,
1: it also depends if they give you give you a spinning track, then you will just play Shardul, and he'll bowl like three overs in in the in in yeah. one game in in one innings. At the start with a new ball, and then he'll just stand in the field, and he'll come to bat and do Shardulkar things. Shardu, so okay. it, I think it actually just depends on the pitch. If it's a decent pitch, I assume it's a, it's a decent pitch, right? It's a, it's a normal pitch which will take a little bit of movement on day one from the seamer, then it'll break up on day three and four, five, mm. whatever. Then I'd say three seamers and you play Ashwin. I mean obviously Ravi Chandran is yeah. is a class act over four hundred test wickets and Akshar and that's that's your bowling attack.
0: Yeah, I think Akshar's been very, very effective in the subcontinent and can bat at seven oh, comfortably. So yeah.
1: What I fear is what we'll we will probably try and fit Shardulkar in for his batting and we'll drop one of I think Siraj is a short shot. I think mm-hmm. we'll drop one of Umesh or Unat Kat and and fit in uh sorry, uh, Shardul instead, because he can bat. And that's... Um...
0: Yeah, interesting. Getting a lot of comments on the pitch. Karthik asks, Bangladesh usually does spin friendly, but with India coming, would they play to their strength or they prefer s- prepare surfaces to negate India's strength? And I think it could go either way. I think what is interesting, Karthik, is the assumption back there around what India's strength is. Right, I think historically India's strength has been spin, which obviously is Bangladesh's strength right now. But Today's, not batting
1: against spin, we haven't been great batting against spin of late. The Kohli dismissals come to mind, where like guess, the ball but, spun and stuff.
0: I still think we're one of the best sides in the world. And, and Rohit
1: may be spin. out. One of our better players of spin, he may be out for the Test matches.
0: Rohit is out. He's he's out. That's why Ishwaran is in.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Maybe so, they'll go for spin on that basis that Rohit's gone.
0: He's out. Yeah. I mean, I would still back. Ashwin and Akshar, maybe you slot Kuldeep in and play two seamers if you need to. And it's still a rock-solid uh, spinning lineup. But really quick, DJ, we're running a little over time. But batsman, who do you think plays? So Rohit is out, right? I think it's safe to say so we're playing a full straight side. Open. So Rahul and Gil open. Pujara 3. Kohli 4. Then where do you go from there? Do you slot in Shreyas at 5? Do you play Rishabh at 5? Or oh, whatever. Let's call 5 and 6 Rishabh and Shreyas. Is that your kind of best? say? Or do you take that middle over spot? I don't think you're giving Ishwaran a middle 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 order batsman spot. He's clearly an opener. Um, we've also got Shrikar Bharat in the in the squad, but he's in as a keeper and potentially backup keeper. So it's really it's Shreyas five punt six, right? Or punt five Shreyas six?
1: Or oh, punt five Shreyas six. Yeah, it's it's he's on form. Punth has rejoined the team after his little break, uh, so he's definitely going to take the gloves. I'd expect. Um, I don't see Ishwaran getting a, a look in ahead of Gill, mm-hmm. who's a class act, and I'm looking forward to actually seeing him. The one, I, I mean, they will play a year. They even played Ayer in in England. They will play him. They like they like him. Uh, the one way combination where I could see them playing Ishwaran would be to drop Gill down to five, which is I think when Gill mm. it should naturally back. To be honest, I mean, Gill is
0: eventually going to be four, right? Let's be let's be honest. That's the plan.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. most people don't drop down to four from one. They yeah. move no, up to fair. four from that's six fair. or five. So did Kohli? Kohli started life as six and five, and then moved up to four, right?
0: Anyway. Um, before we just wrap, good comments coming in all through. But Rishi says fingers crossed, Shreyas does well because well, he's our best spin batter, and that is a good point, yeah. right? I think if he, if their spin-friendly pitches, Shreyas, definitely gets a look, and definitely you know may get pushed up the order to five instead of playing. At six as well, because he's uh, such an impactful batter of spin.
1: But we're also okay with Pujara against spin because Pujara is a good mm-hmm. player of spin, and Pujara's Pujara has excellent. made his way back yeah. into this team.
0: I mean, in Off the, the, the back subcontinent, of his county cricket. In, yeah, in the subcontinent, uh, he, no question, he he makes it against two match series against Bangladesh, he makes it, and I think we have a long home season ahead, and I think he uh, he probably walks into the side, but DJ. Enough about men's cricket. Before we wrap up today's episode, we have to talk just really quickly about the women's game. It has been, it has been a scintillating kind of series, right? I think all the data said for the entire uh, entire calendar year of 2022, and honestly, for the last few uh, years or so, Australia has been such a dominant force in women's cricket. In India, Australia playing a five T20 series, Australia just come out and absolutely smoke the first T20, just absolutely. Look at, look at the, Again, look like they're playing at a different level. Only the top three batters got to bat. And I say that with for a reason, and we'll come back to it. Second T20, they come out and bat first. Again, only the top three batters get to bat. They make 187 for one. Alyssa Healy making 25 of 15 in Pershing, but then Beth Mooney, 82 of 54. Talia McGrath, 70 of 51. Just no real standout bowler for the Indians. Like, everybody gets taken to the cleaners. 187. You think this is going to be a tall ask anyway. And lo and behold, Smriti Mandana, one of, like, just plays one of the best innings I've seen in a long time. Makes 79 off 49 balls, uh, but obviously not enough to do it alone. Shafali Varma looked pretty good. Harman makes some runs. Richa Ghosh at the end plays a blinder. She hits three sixes to get 26 off of 13 balls. And the match, thanks to a last ball boundary, last ball, five runs needed to win, Devika Vedia hits of boundary gets four and the match goes to a super over really quickly DJ super overs are always phenomenal and it's just fascinating to think we didn't even have them recently but who did team India send out Smriti Mantra who made that 79 and Richa Ghosh who made that 26 off of 13 and Smriti hits a uh, or uh, sorry Richa hits a six first and Smriti goes four six three and they end up with 20 runs 21 to win Renu Thakur or Renuka Singh Thakur gets the gets the ball, and Alyssa Healy hits a boundary on the first ball, and that's where you start thinking where strategy comes in. They get a single off the second ball, almost got two. Alyssa Healy came out with Ashley Gardner. Gardner has not faced a ball this series yet, so on paper, the biggest hitter Australia has no question. But you have two other batters who. Have yeah, batted. That has
1: just scored like eighty-two not out.
0: What is the strategy there? Do you think? Are you in the dressing room saying you go with moment? Like Richard and Smithy were the two batters who had the best first innings. Ash Gardner is a phenomenal talent on paper, but hasn't batted yet. So, what was that the misstep by Australia? You think? I
1: mean, look, that probably it's a little bit like. E, knowing your penalty takers, right? And I say that as as England have have gone out of the World Cup yesterday Ooh, with Harry too Kidd soon, mistakes, missing the big one. Um, they know who their big hitters are. It's probably like they they, they would back Ashley to do it in most cases, and they, they, often they just come out cold and they do it. I don't think it was relevant whether she'd batted in the first two games or not. They, these guys play so; these girls play so much cricket. They're so good at what they do, and honestly, this was Australia's first loss. In twenty twenty, it was
0: right. I thought it was they were undefeated this year. Jeez, in
1: December, stunning. what is it? The eleventh of December. It's the eleventh of December. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's stunning. their first T twenty loss.
0: Yeah, just a, a stunning.
1: Yeah. yeah, incredible. It's, but I mean, I I don't know if it's a misstep. They probably backed Ashley to do the job. She didn't, and yeah. it's okay. It happens. It happens. Sometimes. I
0: mean, there's three more matches to go, but it's uh, just right.
1: magnified in that kind of penalty shootout eliminator type of scenario, right? Where you can allocate blame precisely as to who did what.
0: Um, Renuka held her nerve, ended up getting obviously the victory. Fantastic 1-1 series tie. DJ, we're running out of time. So I'm going to table the discussion on England-Pakistan because at the time of recording this, Pakistan actually have a shot, right? It's going into the fourth day. Pakistan needs... Like less than 200 runs and have five wickets left, so it's going to be exciting. So we're not going to talk that really quick, uh, because before we wrap up, because you mentioned penalty kicks and it's FIFA World Cup season, I'm going to read some great answers we got to a tweet we put out, which I thought was very entertaining. Which said, "Hey, when Brazil lost, uh, they were saving arguably their their hero, their best penalty kick taker, Neymar, for the fifth kick, and at the end of the fourth, because their fourth kick missed." They lost the match, and so Neymar was sitting there unused. And we said, we asked some of our listeners, what does that mean in cricketing terms? We got some great answers. So I'm just going to run through some of the highlights, and I think you'll appreciate them. The first is MS batting at number seven in the World Cup final. So this is one you and I have talked a lot about. Is
1: So you admit he, he's your best player with Kohli, Rohit, and Shikhar in the team?
0: No, No comment, no comment. The most popular answer was probably Bumra kept for the 20th over, but Shardulkar giving away 26 runs in the 19th. That's pretty good.
1: Or Bowie. coming or Bhuvi. in the 19th. Uh,
0: sure, sure. Um, Mumbai Indians holding back Pollard and sending others, but by the time Pollard walks in, it's mathematically impossible. One answer from Paul Dennett that was was cruel and, and funny was, how the Aussie selectors plan to treat the career of Tim David. And I said, "Oh, this is interesting. Okay, they're they're just they're holding him, holding him back, not using him, etc." An interesting answer was night watchman, right? Keep your best batsman for for later, and night watchman coming. I don't know if I totally get that parallel. Lots, yeah, more. but the game's over
1: by the time, right? Like it, it. There mm-hmm. was, I think, there was one which said that uh, having KL Rohit and Kohli as your top three, while Sky sits waiting to bat in a T20 Twenty. Yeah,
0: there's a couple of those Sky <laughs> being delayed in the t Twenty because of three anchors. Um, yeah opening your batting with KL in an important match so anyway uh, very entertaining thanks to all of you who wrote in it's uh, always fun what is
1: the prediction for this uh, series by the way? India-Bangladesh which is a key series for the WTC hopes
0: yeah I I I don't think either will be a draw just given the risk of crumbling pitches etc so I think we'll get two results I'm going to back Mm. India to do a 2-0 I think as well as Bangladesh showed up in the ODIs I think India's the superior test match side what about you?
1: Too easy. No dramas. Two zero. I'll go That's for it. it as well, man. Why not? Nice. Double Love down.
0: Love it. I can't um, wait
1: for the test. It's, it's starting on Wednesday, so next week we'll have a result for the first mm-hmm. one.
0: It's going to be great. We might we'll have it talking. sooner. If Akshar has his next way, we we'll might it be done in two days or something. So anyway. DJ, that's it thanks for thanks for joining thanks to everybody who tuned in live on youtube especially if you did so from india it's the middle of the night there uh, but of course many of you tuned in from all over the globe so thanks everybody uh, we're at one tip one hand twitter facebook instagram all of the above like and subscribe if you're uh if you're watching this on youtube like and subscribe it helps us grow we'll be back next week i'd realize now with the result of the result of the test match and I think the result of the FIFA World Cup. If my calendars are not messed up, we have two semifinals in the final, so it's going to be another big week in the in the world of sport. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Edison Sludges Cricket Podcast, and we will see you next week.